Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. Welcome back to Jewels on the Hustle. Today's guest is fresh from lockdown in the UK, Katie Dunn. For those of you that don't know Katie, she so far has won six singles titles and eight doubles titles on the ITF women's circuit. In 2018, she reached her career high in singles and doubles. In singles 212, doubles 135 in the world. So what's hot in the tennis world right now? Well, Novak Djokovic finishes the year off as the number one men's player on the ATP tour. And on the women's side, you ask? Ashley Barty. Now, what's the difference between the two players for this year, at least? Besides the obvious, one's a guy, one's a girl. Novak has played almost every single tournament, whereas Ashley, she decided to stay in Australia, stay safe and avoid the COVID, the travel, the hotels, the competition. So there's some controversy. Does she deserve that title? What about the people that competed? The people like Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, Iga Swiatek. So these are some really interesting points I'm going to ask Katie about. And number two, this is something I've always wanted to talk about with a player that has expressed some annoyance by this. Um, It doesn't make sense that the ratio of men's to women's tennis tournaments each week is about four to one. For every four men's tournaments each week, there's only about one women's tournaments. So you know what that means? That means stacked draws. Stacked. You have every player chasing that one tournament, making it A, hard for the lower rank to make it in the draw, and B, just a Grand Slam level like tournament at a low, you know, it'd be like a challenger and it would just be totally stacked. So this just makes no sense and something has to change here. But let's get into it. Let's spill that tea with Katie Dunn. All right, I'm here with Katie. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Katie, from the UK, you're in your second lockdown. How is it going? Well, this time, elite sport um, have been allowed to continue training. So we're really lucky at the moment. Um, the National Centre is still open to the top 25 men and women's. Um, so to be honest, my life hasn't changed too much. The only thing, obviously, I can't do is seeing friends outside of training and going for dinners or getting a coffee, that kind of thing. So you can leave your house to go train and then you have to come back into lockdown. That's how yeah. it is? Yeah, pretty much. We're allowed to go to the supermarket, train, and stay at home. I mean, everyone else is allowed, like, one, I think, one 
outside exercise each day or something like that. And to be honest, this time it's, it seems a little bit more normal in a way because coffee shops are still open for takeaway, whereas before they were all shut down. So people are still like going out for a walk and getting a takeaway coffee and you're allowed to meet with one other person outside. So it's a little bit more relaxed, I think, and it helps people's mental um, a lot. Yeah, do you think it's because you guys had already kind of gone through that earlier this year? You know what to expect and uh, maybe coffee shops are more prepared? Yeah, definitely. I mean... um, they're they're doing all the protocols really well and I think we did like a eat out to help out which I think was the beginning of the end a little bit because it obviously got everyone back out socializing going for dinners um it was like a 50% off meals if you ate out from Monday to Wednesday wow so that'll do it yeah so I think giving that to everyone and then taking it all away again has made it quite difficult for some people. Do you know when the end of the lockdown is or is it monitoring the situation with the COVID cases? It's meant to be 2nd of December, but um, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep it going for longer. Well, wait, when did it start? Um, Two weeks ago, I think now. All right. So I think we're just a few weeks behind What's- you. In the United States. Are you guys going to have to do a lockdown? It hasn't been said yet, but, I mean, they're already starting to close schools down in New York. New York is actually, the second time around, is not as bad. You know, the first wave, New York had it the worst. Yeah, it, it was the worst place bad. to be. Now it's it's actually not terrible, as bad as, you know, like Texas and Florida. Yeah. They have it way worse. Um I think we're going to enter a lockdown in the beginning of December and who knows it. I think we just need to like wait for that vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But uh, school's going to be locked down, like are going to be shut down. See that this, it's been different uh, this time. Oh, you guys school. have schools? Yeah. They're staying, they're keeping them open. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know how. Yeah they're gonna manage that but yeah what they do here is they do like um online schooling or like the zoom classrooms yeah so i mean i feel like though if you're still attending classes in person that's like a bad spread of the covid so i'm surprised that they have that open maybe your case do you know what your percentage you guys have of cases you're not sure Honestly, I do not watch the news. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so blame you. It's it, yeah. Like, it, I just yeah. know the rules that I'm meant to stick to, and then I'm like, okay, not not switching the news on. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I think it's just interesting to see how each country handles handles it differently. I think England maybe uh, maybe they decided to lock down before things got so bad. I think we like to wait in the United States till things are horrible and then kind of scramble to find the uh, solution. Yeah, I mean, I think we could have locked down sooner, especially the first time around. I think, yeah. yeah, that was a mistake. But anyway, we'll go into something a little more happy and talk about your glorious tennis career thus far. 
Um, so obviously my podcast is called Jewels on the Hustle. I want to ask you, Katie, I ask all my guests, do you think you're a hustler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I, I want to know why. Um, yes. Um, I don't know. I just, I try and be myself and, you know, like be nice and everything um, when I go into the tournament director's office or <laughs> trying to get new balls. This is not a trick kinda... question. This is not a trick. No, but I just use the English accent and sweet talk them and normally get new balls pretty easy yeah um yeah i try and like everyone's got to try and do it though don't they like try and get things that maybe is not gonna happen for everyone else in the tournament yeah well i mean like being a hustler can be like you know you're motivated you're driven okay. yeah like that you know what I'm i mean kind of hustler too <laughs> yeah well you're you're obvious that i knew you were gonna say you were a hustler you wouldn't i tell say this week after week when i speak to other tennis players you can't be a high level tennis player without being a hustler but i think ever i just want to hear your take of what makes you a hustler so okay. that that's all well, that's what i would have said <laughs> well that's awesome i saw you've been to some tournaments over the past well now you're in lockdown but in the past month you played some tournaments how did it feel to be back in the swing of things yeah i loved it um i was actually injured for basically since the first lockdown so in march um and i was just kind of using that time to get really fit so I absolutely love going back out to play. Um, and the first couple of tournaments went really well in terms of my body. Um, felt really strong, played quite a lot of matches. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to keep playing. Um, I had to retire in the one that I just played, but it was not nothing like serious or anything. It was more just kind of precautionary. And I had a little bit of stiffness that could that usually would like pull on the injury that I had previously had, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So it was right. better to stop. Have you noticed a difference maybe in your mindset or your level since you came back to competing after the first lockdown? Um, yeah, I think I probably went out there with a bit more of a, like this is free play in a way because right rankings are somewhat frozen like you're not losing as many points each week they're kind of trying to keep it so that everyone's on a fair like playing field because obviously some people can't compete um so it was kind of like just to go out enjoy it um also coming back from injury you're always kind of thinking I'm finally playing a match so you know like this is what I've wanted for however long and in my case, it was six months. So, yeah, I kind of went out with the mindset of um, compete hard and have fun. Yeah, so I'm not too familiar with what they're doing with the ranking system right now. Could you explain a little bit, like, the whole freeze? No, I'm not even, like, 100% sure. So at the moment, they've, they've kind of got it frozen. But once you start competing again, points will drop off each week, like a certain percentage of your points. 
Now, you know, I could be completely wrong. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I mean, that's more than I knew already. I think so. this is what they had said, like, two months ago or something. But I also know that they're planning on maybe changing it because we don't know what's going to happen with Australia and all of this stuff. Yeah, so the latest news was that Australia is not letting anyone come to the country in December. Is that so? Uh, Are you planning on getting ready for the Australian Open? No, my ranking's too low, so I wouldn't get in. Yeah. I wonder. I'm going to go in for it just in case, but. Yeah. I wonder how that rule will impact players getting ready. I mean, do some players do their off-season, pre-season in Australia before playing? Do you know? I think a couple do. Yeah. Um, none of none of the Brits have. None of the I don't Brits. Think, in the past. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I just to see if they even play it. It will be interesting. I mean. Obviously, my home slam is the U.S. Open. That was so weird because there were no f- no fans. But then I couldn't yeah. believe that the French Open was actually able to pull off having the fans. I know. Not sure what they're going to do for Australia, if players will even be able to make it. Yeah, I mean, they, they're pretty strict, aren't they? So I can't imagine they'd have um, any audience in there. Yeah, I would doubt that. So this just came out yesterday, so I want to get your opinion, that Ash Barty, she finished number one in the women's. She obviously opted out of many tournaments, you know, post-lockdown. And people are saying, like, this makes no sense. She didn't choose to compete. How is this fair? Maybe what's your take? I'm not really sure. Um, I think it's each their own you know everyone's everyone can choose what they want to do and at the moment Australia is really safe like they've got minimal cases and they've done such a good job that I I think you know like Mm -hmm. let her have a (laughs) let her enjoy her year and not really worry about getting to countries and and dealing with some of the protocols that are, are going on at the moment. Do you think it's fair that she finished number one in the world, even though she didn't play too many tournaments? Oh, is she finishing number one this year? Yeah. Uh, People are saying, I don't know if it's fair that that's happening because, you know, she chose not to play many tournaments. Yeah. It's almost like they could have made a separate ranking in a way for this year for the the players at the top. Right. Just to kind of see, like, who finished one out of the players that were competing. Interesting. I don't know if that's even possible. I actually like that. Have, like, an equal... So, like, Ash would be one, but also the person who was one during Corona this year. (laughs) It's like like an equal one. Yeah. So, like... That's interesting. I don't know. Then they just have to choose who they seeded one and two (laughs) out of them. Yeah, so, like, there was some buzz on Twitter, like, people are like, that's not fair that she finished number one in the world. Like, Djokovic on the men's side finished one, but he was, he's been playing like crazy, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, so I I wanted your take. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I think it's fair because, you know, everyone gets to choose what they feel comfortable with, with their health. 
But then also it's like it's tough then, for yeah. the girls that are competing. Yeah, and could have that ranking. Yeah, someone yeah. like you know Naomi Osaka that she yeah, did. Kinda. Yeah, they both you know went hard, but. I don't know. A lot of it has to do with the country you're from. And so it's just interesting to see. I don't know. I wanted your take. So, but I will tell you what I feel like is extremely unfair. And I actually snooped on your Twitter. And I think you would agree with this. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did some snooping. Um, <laughs> okay. So, why is the ratio of men's to women's tournaments like four to one each week? Uh. It's so frustrating. I don't think it's talked about a lot either. Like, this is what my coach was saying. It's like, I don't understand why the women's side isn't saying anything because people are talking about how prize money is the same now in Grand Slams and that it's fair from men to women. But actually, when you look at the entire year it's really not that fair it's like, totally there's a lot more men's tournaments and in tennis you know like each week is a new week you just need an opportunity you know what i mean and yeah. it feels like in women's there's no opportunity because there's only one tournament or two tournaments a week they're so yeah. stacked so strong there's yeah yeah a lot less opportunity to to compete i mean i played a 25k in europe and i was in qualifying at like 320 in the world yeah and i i drew number one seed in qualies and she was ranked 201 had made the last round of french open and we're playing <laughs> and i lost 10-8 in the third set tie break went into the prize money office i'd forgotten how much you get for first round qualities. Oh, geez. Like, uh, is, was it worth me coming in here? Do I get anything? He, and he just like put these coins to me and was like, I'm so sorry. And it was two euros, 30 cents. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, you so s- if anyone wants to sponsor me. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. <sighs> I need some help. Oh gosh, that's, that's awful. I mean, it's one thing for like tennis players to not be making a ton of money, but it's like you need to give them opportunities. You can't have like few tournaments and little prize money because then it just makes it impossible to earn a living. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do? See, I was watching the NBA draft last night. I don't know. I know in England there's not much NBA. That's the United States thing. Yeah. But um. You see, it's so nice that you get to sign to a contract. Whether yeah, you win or you lose, your butt is covered. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is like my brother. He um he used to be a professional cyclist. And they get a contract. So they know that they're going to have a certain amount of money each year. And then everything else is paid for as well. You know, like their bikes and food and equipment and anything they kind of need massage it's all done for them by the team that's how sports should be I feel like if you make it to the point where you know we are that I feel like you should be taken care of a little bit so you don't have to worry less about you so you can worry less about 
you know, making a living and more about the sport and competing. That's how it is in most sports. Yeah, actually, I saw your brother, Connor. He's a cyclist and a former Irish road race national champion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like the jump hands a little bit there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, what motivation does that bring to you, having such a high-level athlete as a brother? Oh, I have to beat him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Katie is very competitive, guys. You know, because the year he won the Nationals, I played Santa Claus Wimbledon. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that was a good year for so the I Dunn like, family. I have got to one-up you. Yeah really got a one-up you here um so yeah but I mean it's great because we push each like what was I gonna say we push each other and ourselves because of knowing that the other person is doing it if that makes sense I love that yeah like we can talk about it as well you know we understand when one of us is having a bad day or low motivation like it's very easy to understand how that feels and I know it helps to to kind of give each other advice in in those moments I'm jealous yeah that's (laughs) that's great coming from an only child myself I would have killed to have that kind of support system (laughs) but that's great I've got a, a good big brother (laughs) someone that pushes you and everything um yeah so we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier I feel like a lot of people see the highlights of tennis players lives not the low income side or the limited tournaments they don't know those details how tough living out of a suitcase suitcase is yeah how do you Okay, first, what do you think is the biggest thing that people on the outside don't know about tennis players that's just so difficult? Uh, I think they probably look at the fact that we're staying in hotels every week as a luxury. Yeah. Because I know, like, with some of my friends outside of tennis, they have in the past said to me, oh my God, you're so lucky you get to be in a hotel and like everything's kind of done for you. And I'm like, whoa, no. You're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, no. <laughs> one, we're not always in, I mean, most of the time we're not in nice hotels. No. It's more the budget ones. And then the other thing is so lonely. Like you said, like constantly living out of a suitcase, unpacking, packing, um, just not having, like, that home comfort feel, um, home-cooked meals, or just getting around the place or the city that you're in. Like, that's what I look forward to when I come home is having my car back and being able to just go when I want, you know? Like, I want to go to the shop. Okay, cool, it's going to take me, like, five, ten minutes to get there. Instead, you, you're somewhere else and you've got to think, okay, that's like a 20-minute walk, maybe a bus ride, all of these different things. So. Yeah, such a good point. Every time you go to a new city, you have to 
discover it and kind of find your way, you know. Maybe this city doesn't have a nearby supermarket and you don't have a car, but the next city has a nearby supermarket, but just the site is farther. Like every week brings a new challenge. And like you said, it's not luxury living. I even stay in housing. I'm not sure if you do housing sometimes. Oh, yeah, whenever I can. Yeah, whenever you can. makes a huge difference. But then, like... Obviously, we're grateful for housing, but not everyone wants to do, have to do small talk every time they enter and exit the room. Like, these yeah. are things people don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So then, how do you say you deal with it and still have a pretty positive outlook on the sport, would you say? I think what I find comforting when I'm away is creating a routine like I'm a bit of a person that likes having a routine so if I manage to create a similar one that I would have at home and just get into that groove it makes me feel so much more like at ease interesting Um, I, I also try and do like one thing a day just for me to make me feel good and it could be as small as going out for a coffee because, I mean, I, Who I doesn't like love doing coffee? that. You know? Like just, yeah, like sitting either on your own for half an hour, having a little look um, on social media or whatever, catching up with friends. Or if like one of your friends is with you, going with them and having a chat, it's just, it's quite nice to have that. So it's not 24-7 tennis. Because that does not work when it's just boom, no. boom, boom, tennis, tennis, tennis. Do you do any, you know, meditating, journaling? Um, just anything to kind of bring that heart rate down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have done Headspace. Yes. I did it, like, for maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and then I kind of got out of the habit. So I've just picked that back up. Um, and then at the start of this year, I had started a journal to kind of write down reflections and how the day had gone. Um, but once lockdown happened, it kind of went out the window. <laughs> so yeah, it lasted three months. <laughs> well, that's going to last at three months. I think the hardest thing about doing anything is sustaining it and being consistent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually... I'm not a big fan of journaling, but I like to blog. Okay. And I just recently wrote a blog about how in 2020 I've I've kind of had to like adjust my goals where, you know, they're less career driven and more just appreciating kind of smaller goals, like being healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, never know. Someone's like your small goals could be someone's like lifetime goals so yeah that's so true so i do appreciate that i only want to give my hustlers the best of the best so let me tell you about the light blue grip that does not slip torn a grip when i first started competing in tennis i would lose my racket everywhere i'd play doubles and i'd hit my partner 
in the head with my racket. When I played golf, I would just lose my club. I played badminton and I lost my racket. I grip everything with Torna grip. This grip has changed my life. It is literally the only grip that gets tackier as it gets wet. So perfect for my extremely sweaty palms. No one really knows what's going on there, but it works. It works so good. The blue color is trademarked, so you can see that iconic blue everywhere you go. I'm telling you guys, this is the best grip, and if you want to be the best tennis player you can be, you will use no other grip than the Torna grip. You're welcome. Go get some and tell me how it works. Use, like... I don't know if it's more of a social media thing, but you give off a really, no, even in person, I've practiced with you. I've speak, spoken to you in person. You have a very bubbly and you're social. Do you like bond with girls at tournaments or would you say you're more reserved? Um, no, I think I do bond with people and I do like to kind of just have a chat with, I, I like being around people, but at the same time, I also like my own space. Yes. So it's yes. like getting the balance. But I definitely, when I'm at tournaments, enjoy um, kind of having a laugh with people. And, and I mean, it makes the day go faster. It's better than sitting on your own the whole time while you're at a tournament. <laughs> this is how I think of it. You're basically on the road many weeks. Like, if you if you can't socialize with the other girls and you just get like really lonely but then exactly. sometimes it's like how much can I actually reveal about myself so it's that really difficult happy medium like where do you draw that yeah. line Ugh. yeah I mean I'm pretty open me too um, <laughs> yeah. so I think it, I've been told it can be detrimental sometimes um, if I say too much, but to be honest, uh, yeah. I, d I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, good for you. I'm gonna be, good for yeah, you. I'm going to be open. Um, I think my face shows it as well when I'm having a bad day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I just, I, tr I try and just kind of, most of the time, try to be positive around your competitors but obviously some days they're gonna see you <laughs> crying or upset in the, Which in is the changing normal. rooms yeah. yeah I have like potty mouth like I don't ever shut up basically I would go to dinner with you know someone be like oh you want to have dinner and like I would just like spill about my life and my whole life <laughs> story and I'm like gosh wait I'm like at a tennis tournament I probably shouldn't have done this but then it's like I'm at a tennis tournament every week so like yeah. do you feel it's like fine. do you feel like you can kind of confide in the other Brits like they'll kind of keep things in with them or you you always have yeah, to kind yeah. of I I definitely do. I've got like some really close friends in um, in England on the tennis circuit, so I f I trust them. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, if anything was to get out that I really didn't want to, then I would know who it had come from. So there you go. You would know. <laughs> do you feel like each country kind of has like a a gang or or like I. I I see you Brits are pretty friendly with the Australian girls. 
Yeah, I love the Aussies. Yeah. I've got some good friends in America as well, but um, just because I've spent so much time there. Uh, there was like two years where I did both stints. So they have like a two-month stint at the beginning of the year and then two-month one at the end. So I did both of those a couple of years in a row um, and have some really good friends from it now. Jeez, I don't even... I, I've never competed more than a month straight. I don't know how when you say two months, I'm just like, oh my gosh. What can you say like motivates you when you're on the road for two months to like you know, wake up, warm up, get ready for your match? What is there something that's just like, oh gosh, like this is why? <laughs> oh, I mean, I get it's now I've got older, I've realized I can choose the tournaments I go to. And having uh, what was I gonna say like going to the places that I'm comfortable in and I enjoy is a massive factor when I'm choosing of course like I've got to take into consideration where I'm going to be main draw if there's bigger tournaments in certain places um Australia it's like six tournaments and some 25 some 60s and I've basically being main draw of those every time so that's a good deal and I, yeah and I I just really enjoy it there you know like obviously there's some days that you do have like little motivation to get up and do things but yeah. most of the time when I'm there there's I've always got a friendly face I'm sharing with or when you get to the tournament there's like a couple of really close friends and it might be their city. So then they take me around after matches. We go for a nice dinner. Um, there's people I stay with that are my friends and I know really well. So it's a really comfortable place to to play tournaments for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sounds I don't like... think you could do two months in Europe. No yeah. chance. Well, it sounds like really a positive outlook you have. Let's say, well, I'd say I was talking last week to Kayla Day, and we yeah. were saying one of the toughest things as a pro tennis player is losing first round and then having a full week to get yeah. ready for the next tournament. Yeah, do you I have agree a, with that. <laughs> yeah, do you have a way of going about that, whether it's mentally or when you get back on the court? I don't know. I think it's just trying to focus each day on something that you want to get better at mm-hmm. or to think about, okay, so next week is my match. How do I want to be in that match? Like, let's let's try and practice that. I like it. Yeah. So just I mean, learning. It's still really tricky. It is. And it, because you're, like, you're not at home, you're not, like, hundred unless you're unless you're in Australia you're not 100% comfortable <laughs> with your surroundings the time can go pretty slow I would say yeah yeah and then on can. top of that you you know the expenses are building up so no I I totally get that and I like that you have a positive mindset um yeah, I also see yeah, <laughs> I wanted to ask you that COVID, you know, has taught us that there's more to life than maybe tennis. 
Is there anything that you enjoy doing that's not tennis related? Um, like any other hobbies that people may not know about you having? I'm going to sound so boring. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> don't I tell me there's don't... nothing. I, well, I'm just competitive. So any kind of game I'll get competitive with. It's not like I really have a hobby. Okay. But like I'll, if someone wants to do something, I'll do it. Like I'll kind of I'll throw myself in if it's a game. You know, like if you can win or lose. <laughs> I gotcha. There has to be a winner or a loser, especially exactly. if Connor, if Connor's playing your brother. <laughs> oh yeah, like when we were younger, we used to play so much, like rugby, football, table tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have go karts, so we'd like race them round. Then we played go kart hockey. It was always there was always like a winner or a loser, and someone would always be yelling the house down or breaking a table tennis bat. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting is before this podcast we started recording, like when I was, I'd say like younger or not even younger, like a few years ago, like it would always be about kind of my life being a tomboy. Like I liked playing these side sports in my off time. More recently I've been into like the more like the hair and makeup, hair tutorials, okay. I want to get into that, but I get so bored. Oh, yes. I'm like, now two minutes in, I'm like, oh, I've got a black eye. I can't be bothered. Uh, Yeah, you see, we're very stimulated as tennis players, so we need something equally stimulating. Um, That I actually find that in TikTok. It's very stimulating. Oh, yeah. Have you made some videos? Oof, no, not really. I mean, yes. Okay, yes, but nothing like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nothing memorable or just for fun because I like to play around on the app. Yeah. But it's funny because I would watch like... So on TikTok, the video can only be up to a minute long, right? Okay. And so I would go to, you know, Netflix or a TV show. And that bores me because after watching TikTok, every you get to the point within a minute. Whereas if you're watching a TV show, you know, it's like at least a half hour. And you're like, oh, I'm bored. I'm bored. But yeah, tennis players okay, always want... Keep swiping, can't you? And like yes. getting a new video. Exactly. Tennis players want excitement. They want high energy. I have now remembered one hobby that I do like. Oh, let me <laughs> yeah, hear. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot about it um cooking there you go I love experimenting yeah with like more vegany health food stuff okay what got you into that yeah. um I I just love food mm. <laughs> foodie yeah big time you need to make a foodie Instagram page Katie done the food the foodie <laughs> or i do but then whenever i try and take photos of my food it just looks so rubbish compared to what's out there i feel that and it's one thing to cook well but then the presentation is like a whole nother thing <laughs> yeah it's, tough. it's not easy but i think like the the real like recipe cooking pages on instagram they actually like get lights on top of their food and get all the lighting perfect a I selfie. can't even bother to do that for my own face. Yeah. <laughs> you need a portable selfie ring to, ba- to bring to tournaments just for, not for you, but for your food. 
Yeah, that's a good shout. <laughs> well, the last question I want to ask you is if you have any Thanksgiving plans. Sound? Wait, do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving? Wait, no, we don't oh, have Thanksgiving. Okay, we we're gonna Christmas, we're gonna edit so. this out. We're gonna edit <laughs> we're this out. Plans. Oh boy, that was I just I, I caught myself midway. I was you like, can't oh. edit that. I am totally editing that out. <laughs> or maybe I'll keep it in to keep it real. Yeah, you can To keep, keep it, it real. I, I see, I like to be candid and I like to be real because people can relate to the realness. Yes, so. 100%. So, Katie, the holidays are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, correction, you're going to, well, the good news is with, you know tennis you don't have tournaments well actually you could you could be getting ready yeah, for could. the australia tournament yeah. so how, are, who are you gonna be with any traditions you guys have in your family well with the lockdown i honestly don't know if we're gonna be allowed to have christmas mm-hmm. in terms of like other people coming right so i live at home with my mom and dad um my brother is in Bath, which is two hours from us, with his little baby and his girlfriend. Aww. So I'm really hoping that they're allowed to come and have Christmas with us. Yeah. Because, I mean, I haven't had Christmas with him in, like, four years, maybe. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also I haven't had Christmas with his little kid, Jesse um before so it'll be our first one which would be really cute to have a a little kid at christmas our one tradition at christmas is to go on a massive family walk as well so i'm hoping we can do that because there's like i think about 15 other people that we could go on a walk with it's Mm. pretty fun um last year i drank a whole Bucks Fizz on the walk. A whole a what? A whole bottle of Bucks Fizz. Boxed Fizz. Wow. It's like, um, like champagne. You, yeah, you you know what it is, right? Like an orange juice champagne type thing. Oh, so it's you very, mean... It's very weak. But... Wait, like a mimosa? Yeah. <laughs> but <in> a... <laughs> It's funny how in d- different countries, everything... You, you call the boxed fizz. Bucks. Bucks fizz. Bucks fizz. Yeah. I mean, it was the first time I drank any alcohol on Christmas Day. Wow. Normally, I just... I just don't. I stick to mm. the food because mm-hmm. I can't deal with alcohol on top of that. But right. um, we had a couple of friends over. So last year, I was like, why not? not training i've got a little bit of a break and i went for it (laughs) hey that sounds like a lot of fun that really does it was good (sighs) well katie is there anything else that you'd like to share that we missed um any words of wisdom for the listeners or advice or something fun doesn't matter anything else oh i don't know just i guess as i've got older in tennis i've learned to try and enjoy what I'm doing more mm-hmm. and if I'm not then change it I like it yeah are you thinking of anything in particular um I think just the mental side of things like mm-hmm. I really used to struggle with tennis and the pressures and 
um i i honestly got to a point where i didn't like playing yeah so um my new coach well he's not really my new coach anymore richard hawks <laughs> i've had him for four years so oh geez yeah yeah he kind of he was the person who started to change my my outlook and mindset towards my career and now i'm gen i can genuinely say that i love what i do and um the majority of the days i'm enjoying it that's great that's all that matters the majority you're never yeah. gonna you know not every day that's are you never gonna, 100%. never 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 i so. can't believe anyone who no. says it's 100 if anyone says that they're lying to your face right yeah, <laughs> yeah. And also, that goes off of what we were discussing before we started airing about Instagram. What were you saying? Yeah, Yeah, I was saying you only see the good parts of someone's life. Exactly. Never, never the real horrible times when, you know, they might be crying in their room. Exactly. Crying. (laughs) (laughs) Katie raised her hand. I'm raising my hand. Um, you never really see the the true parts, the hard parts, the scary parts, the embarrassing parts. Yeah. See, like, why I could edit this podcast, but I'm gonna oh, leave no. leave everything in because you know we're gonna be real with the hustlers. <laughs> That's what I call the the listeners, the hustlers. So. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all right katie thank you so much for joining me today it was an, a real honor to hear your story all the way from the uk <laughs> i don't know why i just did that that's okay i love it i love the energy Thank you guys for tuning in today. I am suffering with the world's worst hiccup, so I'm going to try to fit this all in before I let uh, let one rip. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I'm glad I was able to reflect on some more serious issues in the ATP and WTA with Katie. You know, how the ratio of men's to women's tournaments is, is truly unfair. I mean, four to one... When you have four men's tournaments one week with one women's tournament on average, I'd say, you know, it really does pose some problems for the ladies and it's unfair. And then also we spoke about Djokovic finishing number one, but him playing a lot of tournaments this year. And then Ashley Barty finishing number one, but her not competing much. So I want to get your take. What do you guys think? Do you think this is fair? So be sure to email me at jewelsonthehustlepodcast at gmail.com or DM me on my personal accounts at jewelselbaba. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Lastly, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of days. I just want to talk about how in the beginning of the year, I was so concerned about some career goals and I was really stressing about it. But then I realized it's out of my control. I think we should all celebrate some quote-unquote smaller things this year. Smaller smaller accomplishments. And I'm going to say health as a smaller one because we take it for granted, unfortunately. The reason why it's in quotes is because keeping good health is never easy, but something that people can, you know, oftentimes look past. So I think it's really important this year 
what was big for me was kind of embracing the circumstances and kind of adjusting my vision. When a human is able to not worry about things out of their control, that's honestly the key to success. And I think that's something I constantly have to work on. So those are my words of wisdom for you guys this coming Thanksgiving. Other than that, I'm so blessed for my listeners and I'm so glad you guys tuned in. Hopefully much more success after Thanksgiving and into the New Year's. But anyway, guys, we'll see you guys next time on Jewels on the Hustle. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.